Welcome to ReachMD. You're listening to Everyday Family Medicine with Dr. Jennifer Caudill. Whether it's to reduce pain, improve mobility, or better manage a condition, physical therapy is a viable option for many of our patients. But are we taking full advantage of it in practice? According to the Journal of General Internal Medicine, primary care physician referral rates to physical therapists have dropped 50% from 2003 to 2014. So how can we better collaborate with physical therapists to reverse this trend? Welcome to Everyday Family Medicine on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Caudill, and joining me is Catherine Apicella, a physical therapist who will be sharing insights from her own experience and some strategies to help physicians partner with physical therapists. So Catherine, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So I wanted to start off a little bit um, by talking about your story. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what made you become interested in physical therapy? So for a long time, as long as I can remember, I wanted to work in healthcare. I wanted to help people and, you know, kind of tried. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do until I took an anatomy class in college and I fell in love with it. And then I realized I want to teach people how to move better. I want to help educate people. And I felt like the best way to do that was to be a physical therapist, mm. get most one-on-one time. Um, so, yeah, I, I started actually my career in pediatrics. Okay. So I worked with in kind of all ranges, acute care, yeah, yeah. home care, schools. Ah. Um, and then I also did acute care with adults in the hospital setting. Aquatics I've also done. Um, and then some outpatient. And then I took a little time off, worked part-time when I had my kids, mm-hmm. and kind of came back into it. And from having my children, I became interested in pelvic floor physical therapy. And also a colleague who was a pelvic floor PT said, I think you should really... Mm-hmm. Look at this training. I think you would really love it based on what you're into, and you're, you know. Yeah. And I said, all right, I'll take it. I'll see what happens. And I took the, the course, the n- initial course, and loved it. And was, and so since then, I've been working in pelvic floor PT. Right. Oh, that's so. That's so interesting. And it's also interesting to hear all the different environments that you've mm. worked in. So you really have experience from children to adults, mm-hmm. inpatient, outpatient, schools even you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. Um, you know, and, and I guess in your experience, you know, what typically brings patients to you and more specifically, what symptoms and conditions do they present with? Yeah, so most commonly, um, in, so in the field that I work with in pelvic floor physical therapy, most commonly, you know, the most common diagnosis are inco- urinary incontinence usually. There's different types of urinary incontinence, but stress urinary incontinence, you know, leakage with coughing, sneezing, or um, urge incontinence where you have leakage with a really strong urge. Uh Um, Overactive bladder is a combination of basically a bladder that is too active and you have urgency, frequency, leakage, things like that. Um, But also, we also get uh, lots of referrals for prenatal postpartum women. Diastasis recti, mm. which is kind of separation yes. of the rectus abdominis. Interesting. Um, pelvic pain, different different types of pelvic pain, constipation, mm-hmm. fecal incontinence, um, pro- pelvic organ prolapse of various stages and, and varieties, um, and then just even you know sometimes hip pain, back pain that sometimes might have a pelvic component possibly, mm-hmm. um, or maybe that hasn't responded to typical therapy, and maybe there's a, maybe if we address the pelvic floor, that might be an issue. So that's kind of a brief range of time. I know I'm missing a few things. Sure, <laughs> but it gives us an idea of like some of the, the options and possibilities. Yes, Absolutely. Oh, and sexual dysfunction. Sexual dysfunction. Yes, pain with intercourse. Yes. Um, even, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, um, 
erectile dysfunction. Ah, interesting. Um, yeah, pain with That's orgasm, really good to know. With ejaculation. Absolutely. Yeah, like so. Well, you know, and this brings me to another question. You know, I'm a uh, primary care physician, mm -hmm. I'm a family physician, and, mm -hmm. you know, um, are, do most physical therapy facilities offer mm. pelvic floor physical therapy? Mm. Is your specialty something that's difficult to find? This is just for those of us who are watching and saying, oh my gosh, either I need that or I need to refer my patients to, right. to this type of therapy. How do you, yeah. you know? It's, it's not as, as common as, I mean, you know, orthopedic, general orthopedic PT right. is really widespread. Um, it's not, it, it's getting there. It, okay. It's, it's get gaining in, in awareness and more people are interested in kind of pursuing this field, mm -hmm. but it's still very uncommon. Um, okay. It's more common in kind of the metro areas where you have the, you yeah. know, big health centers, all the major, major health centers have, usually have a good pelvic floor PT department within mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, kind of out in the outskirts, it's a little, it's much harder Might to find. Harder. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's good to know as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so you talked to us a little bit about um, some of the range of conditions that you may work with or, or symptoms that patients may mm -hmm. present to you with. Mm -hmm. uh, once you work with a patient, you know, how do you really collaborate with that patient's primary care physician mm -hmm. to really ensure they get the best outcome? And mm -hmm. what strategies really do you think are most effective? So what we like to do when they first come in, we definitely ask them who their referring physician is. Sometimes it is their family practice. Sometimes right. it's their um, OBGYN, uh, right. neurologist, sure. pain specialist. Yeah. We always try to get, you know, ask them, are there any other doctors you'd like us to keep in the loop about what's going on? And then we send our evaluation report to those doctors. And what we like to do is every, every few weeks, we like to send a brief two to three line case update to the physician mm -hmm. to just let them know basically you know patient X is improving in XYZ we're still working on XYZ we'll keep you updated sure um, and then we'll also if they we also ask them when they have their follow-up visits because we also mm. like to make sure sometimes those those messages if they're faxed over sometimes they get lost uh, yes so yes, they do <laughs> yes so when they actually go in to see you face to face we like yes. to know that and then give them a, oh. a, a printout of their report that That's they can nice then idea. hand to the physician mm -hmm. and they can we can make sure that they and sometimes occasionally I've had you know physicians to kind of send send the note back just with a little bit of writing on it or something but sure. because we tend we tend to um, we try to go and, and see some physicians and do marketing lunches things like that just to kind of help bridge that that sure. uh, relationship and that's one of the things we often hear is you know, once we send patients out, we don't know what happens to them. Well, you know, yeah. and I love that idea of, of handing the patient information to bring to us. You know, as a family doctor, you know, I was in the office yesterday, for example, and you know, you're seeing patients for whatever's on your list and maybe yes. whatever they mm -hmm. tell you about. Mm -hmm. But if they've been in physical therapy for six to eight weeks for something and it doesn't come up, it, it kind of may get pushed to the wayside until it's right. brought up. Yes. So I really like that idea of sort of kind of reinstituting almost like a check-in, too. It mm -hmm. gives us a chance yes. to to see how are things going and you know mm -hmm. what's working for you. So yes. no, I yeah. really I really like that. Um, so you know you talked a little bit about how your uh, practice works with physicians and, mm -hmm. and helps to bridge that communication gap and things like that, and also um, letting physicians and clinicians know about the services you offer because mm -hmm. we know that that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, what specific symptoms or diseases should we be on the lookout for to refer these patients to physical therapists like yourselves? Mm. What would you say? Yeah. So for again for pelvic floor PT. Um, any type of leakage, you okay. know, urinary, fecal, um, and uh, type of, you know, or urinary frequency, feeling, okay. of, you know, I'm, I've just been going to the bathroom an awful lot, I'm not sure why, or that urgency, the feeling, um, even a feeling of having a UTI mm. and being clear for right. it. Um, that's a common um, 
manifestation of pelvic floor dysfunction is mm -hmm. the symptoms of a UTI without actually having one. Mm -hmm. So we can we can help with that. Um, endometriosis is a common one. Again, we, we don't treat the endometriosis, but we sure. can treat the pain and the, uh, the uh, um, additional, you know, mm -hmm effects or yes, sort yes. of the sequela or yes. things that happen along with the endometriosis symptoms, yes. I'm guessing. Yes, exactly. So interesting. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we have a variety of pelvic pain diagnoses. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, you know, the the, the imaging and the, the medical workup is really important to know what is the, you know, right. pelvic pain can have many, many right. different, you know. But in the meantime, even while they're undergoing the workup, hmm. they can come to PT, they can work on, idea. you know, helping to reduce tension and pain yeah. and just become more aware of what's going on with their, with their bodies. Yeah. Um, feeling of pelvic pressure and heaviness, mm -hmm. um, which can be a, a symptom of prolapse of organs, which mm -hmm. again could be a, an issue of weakness of the pelvic floor and the core. Right. Some impaired strategies of being able to manage your pressure as you're uh -huh. doing things in mm -hmm. your life. Um, uh, again, it, pain with intercourse mm -hmm. is a big one. Um, yeah. I mean, I've heard some really unfortunate stories of young sure. women being told, well, just, it, it'll get better, just drink mm. some wine. Oh. And they're just feeling like it, it's a normal thing and there must be something wrong with them with because them. they can't tolerate it. And so they just keep pushing through or they cry during their... During their I, I think that's another thing. Anybody who cries during an internal pelvic floor, a, a GYN exam sure. or an inter internal exam, anybody who's... It's so painful... Yeah. We can help with that. That's a real. That's that's really insightful and very helpful. You know, as a primary care physician, I do Pap smears in the office. Sure, yeah. Of course, my OBGYN colleagues. This is what they do all the time. But I think yeah. for maybe those of us who are not OB, mm -hmm. um, I think these are maybe signs and symptoms that we need to be alerted to and saying, hey, maybe there's more that I can do as a as a physician than mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. initially comes to mind. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very insightful. Very yeah. insightful. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, go on, go <laughs> on, go on. Tell me more. Um, it's really helpful. I, I think this is good for broadening our, our minds, also. Um, so, you know, I can't believe we've kind of come to the end of the interview. I, I want to know, Catherine, before we end, are there any other takeaways that you'd like to leave our audience with, or suggestions, or anything, mm -hmm. anything at all? Well, I think also because of where I work, it's not it's not just a pelvic floor practice, we're an orthopedic practice, but we see a lot of different conditions. And I think that it's it's good, especially as family practice physician, to know that PTs also can treat a variety of conditions, um, mm. such as headaches, mm. concussion, mm. Um, vertigo and balance issues, mm -hmm. um, uh, TMJ, TM, uh, temporal manipulable joint disorder, right. um, carpal tunnel, um, neuropathy. Types of different types of neuropathy can be help can be helped with PT as well. Of course, you're you know back pain of various types of origins, right. um, and that you know we don't need again while imaging can be helpful and, and we don't need you don't a patient doesn't need to have imaging done before coming to PT. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we can you know if they have pain of one variety or another or dysfunction of one variety or another they can come to PT. We can address the issue and sometimes the imaging can cloud the issue a little mm. bit or kind of bias the issue a little bit. Whereas, because there has been, you know, studies that have shown that what's shown on imaging isn't necessarily correlated with symptomatology. Mm. And that, you know, dysfunction that can be shown on imaging can be due to just the normal process of aging. Mm. Interesting. Whereas, it, I mean, there can be correlations, absolutely. Sure. But they've shown that people can be in a lot of pain, not necessarily have much on imaging, right. or vice versa. People right. can have images that's that look true. terrible and... They're fine. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's so. true. I that's think true. that's part of, too, is helping people become empowered and realize that, you know, sending, sending them to PT to, to see. And again, as PTs, we also, we, you know, we, we work to differentially diagnose. If there's something that we're not 
sure about or we think, you know what, I think maybe you should, you know, right. before we go any further. I mean, that's part of what we do. Mm -hmm. So people should feel comfortable that, that they're going somewhere and are going to be treated the way they should be treated. Right, and taken care of. Yes. Which is yes. good. This is excellent. Well, Catherine, thank you so much. This was so helpful. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I'm Dr. Jennifer Caudill, and to access this episode and others in the series, please visit ReachMD.com, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thank you for listening. For access to more episodes in this series, visit ReachMD.com slash Everyday Family Medicine. Thanks for listening. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.